money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, it's an exciting day today. We're talking money on Good Good Friday. Friday. It's, it's a good day to talk good, money. It is a good okay, day. Okay, I'm going to, you know, that's a little corny, but uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show. that ever stopped you I from know, being corny? Yeah. I know. Thank very, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get that out there right now. Welcome to the show with Let's Talk <laughs> Money with Corny Dave yes. and Reb, right? Mm-hmm. Your so, kids would call you corny, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Anyway, I, focus. I will take focus. it. So, so welcome. Thank you for joining us. Again, it's, it's Good Friday. Uh, we are certainly in the mode of, of celebration, really of, of anticipation, maybe not celebration yet, but anticipation of celebration, because uh, that's just where my brain is at a little bit, uh, anticipating Easter Sunday as, as we walk in through the, this Good Friday season. So welcome to the show. Thank uh, you for I joining us. And I thought you were going to say what's great about the show is because Ray Borg is here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought that's what you were getting at, but then I remembered it's Good Friday. It's yes. Good Friday. Okay. So yes. do your spiel, yes. you know, find the podcast, listen to us again. Well, maybe I should let you do that. But <laughs> if you do need to hear, in fact, we are on a little bit of a theme. So I am going to encourage you, if you haven't heard last week's show, um, we are we are in a little bit of a, a theme over the next number of weeks. So um, don't stop listening to the show this morning, but uh, certainly go back and listen to the podcast again. We're on uh, as many podcasting platforms as, as we can. If we're not on yours, just reach out to morethanenough.ca and, and we will be able to, to get on that. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we're on TuneIn, we're on we're on a whole bunch. So uh, feel free to, to find us there. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and, and let us know if we're not there. Uh, if you want to just listen to the archive show, you can do that at morethanenough.ca, chri.ca. And of course, now I get to introduce Ray Borg from uh, yeah. Financial Discipleship, uh, and uh, they host the podcast on their website, which is notmine.ca as well. So welcome to the show, Ray. Good We're to be so with glad. you guys again. Yeah, it's yes. great. It's good to see you. Um, so we're going to continue with the theme of um, uh, sacrifice, freedom, um, with some thoughts on entitlement even thrown in for good measure because entitlement attitudes, comparing ourselves to our neighbors can be a direct um, hindrance to our freedom uh, and, and receiving that freedom. But I'm going to read some verses because today is Good Friday. I'm not going to read, we're not going to read the story of the cross, um, but I'm going to read some verses from the English Standard Version in Philippians 2 verses 5 to 11 because we do want to we want to center in on the sacrifice of Christ today as we reflect on him giving his life, how he forsook heaven and came to walk among us, uh, uh, this dust filled earth mm. um, that he created, that he spoke into being, which is an astounding thought all in its own today. So it says, have this mind among yourselves, 
which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he, he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Hmm. So I picked these verses because of his choice. He knew as he got of a certain age, where he was heading. He knew he was heading to the cross. His journey was taking him towards uh, um, the Garden of Gethsemane to Golgotha. He, he knew hmm. what, what he prophesied it. The disciples didn't understand. And he did not shrink back. He wrestled with, uh, as we see in the Garden of Gethsemane, but he didn't shrink back from the sacrifice that he was going to make. In Hebrews, it says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and scorned its shame and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. There was a joy set before him that he was looking to as he came to that place of sacrifice. And while we are a financial show, we want to pause today and just talk a little bit about that sacrifice of Christ that has set us free now and in the future to be with him. But it doesn't just apply to our spirit so that when we die, we can go to heaven. It applies to areas of our life that we live every day, including our finances. So let's just unpack that a little bit, Ray. I know you have some thoughts about what what this day means for us as believers. Well, I was just reflecting on um, how Jesus um, made that choice and that sacrifice because of his love for the Father's heart. He knew that the people he ministered and walked with, he wanted to see them come into a greater freedom and to come into that place of restored relationship with the Father. And so he made that sacrifice um, even with all the trickery going on in terms of all the false rumors about who he was. And in the midst of that, he chose to lay his life down at the cross. And that to me was the ultimate act of worship, worship to the Father. And so I you know, put it in the context of our finances. Um, you know, sometimes the road can be challenging. It can be hard. Um, some of our choices, but I think if we can see that our surrender of money is worship to him as an act of love towards Jesus and the Father, as he already even portrayed that for us, that then we can be obedient in the midst of hardships in how we walk in terms of managing debt, getting out of that, being able to give as we feel prompted to do that, looking for those opportunities to sow into the kingdom um, because our heart is so filled with love that we're willing to pay the sacrifice and walk through the hard places. Sometimes that means some of our wants 
and get pushed aside. And that's not so easy all the time. Or we have to really pull up our belt tighter and, and make some hard choices about what we give up. Not easy sometimes. Yeah, I think there's, uh, again, even in the context of the power that we give money to get to to get us stuff or to to like what it represents for us to say you know um that that's kind of one of the first things to recognize that you know again going back to deuteronomy it, it is god that gives us the ability to create wealth in the first place but then you know the challenge of replacing god with money trusting money more than we trust god i mean we've we've had many podcasts about that but it's all wrapped up in in that one that idea that how much how much power do we actually give money as as instead of giving uh, that power to to god where it really does belong so i have two thoughts as i hear you you know this happens all the time you get a gazillion thoughts while i you listen to each other but the one was um that you said ray that we're motivated like Christ was, that we would be motivated out of our heart of love for the Father, mm-hmm. for what He has done, for who He is, um, just just because He 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 yearns for us and is constantly inviting us to to His presence and His table, and and He and He not just does so much, He just is so much. I think of a verse I've memorized years ago. You know, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and the servant whom I whom I have chosen, that you will know me and believe me and understand that I am He. Um, there is no God formed after me or before me. And I just, I'm, I'm always amazed at that verse because it's an invitation to believe and understand him that he is the great I am. And then we take that and we think, you know, we struggle with our worries about money. We don't know what to do. We're, we're consumed with the thoughts of of worry and and we've lost focus. And I was thinking how focused you had mentioned that there was all kinds of obstacles. The enemy was after Christ. You know, the Pharisees were after Christ. There was all these disciples who really didn't know what was going on. They were learning, but they didn't have have understanding. And and yet his focus was this love and this this relationship with Abba. And that just strikes me this morning. Like, so we don't, we don't have an excuse really. I know that it might sound hard this morning to say it like that, but we are, because if we have Christ in us, he can help us stay focused on the love of the father in the midst of our hardships. Cause he, he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think uh, maybe, it's such a great foundation to 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 recognize that there is a foundation of love right uh, and that the father loves us immensely and and that in in even in the sacrifice or even in the the boy we're going to go do the hard thing that we know uh, god has asked us to do again christ says the example today on good friday he's doing the hardest thing anybody ever had to do and he's doing it with with this this core foundation of but i know the father loves me and so even though i'm praying lord take this from me not my will but yours be done 
really is saying, I love you more than I, than, and, and you, oh, I know man. you love me more. Oh, right. Uh, and so just kind of going, okay, there's, but we you, have this great confidence in that. You didn't finish the sentence. I, I'm going to let Ray speak to it first, but I just, I love you more than I love my own flesh. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's a big statement today. Can, can we say that anyone who's listening, can you say that I love God more than I love feed my own flesh or feeding my own flesh or doing it my way when, when God is. And in pre- Christ we're my own life. Right. Anyway, I don't know yeah, if you have any is, thoughts. I mean, that's a real challenge for all of us is letting the flesh die. Um, like you mentioned, the sense of entitlement without realizing we do have a sense of entitlement. That's kind of our, our starting point. I'm entitled to good food and, and comforts and all those kinds of things. If we think about it, we surround ourselves with those things. And yet Jesus was willing to lay all that aside. And are we willing to do that? That's a, I mean, that's a hard question that takes some real deep heart searching <laughs> to just really say, Lord, am I at that point yet? But a yeah, good thing I, to I really wrestle through. Yeah, and I, I think it even goes a little further, Ray, to go, Christ was in glory. Like, he was God, deity, and he laid that down to come to earth all, I mean, I, I'm not, I haven't risen to that place. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he, he came down to this earth and, and really gave up his deity, his glory, so that he could, he could be among us. So he could be Emmanuel, so that he could go to the cross that we see today and go, wait a minute. You know, I, I, I'm, it, it's big that I, that, that I go, it's my flesh or even my life, but, Christ went that much further, uh, which again is is very encouraging for me to go. Okay, Christ knows that my struggle with laying down my stuff or my entitlement or my you know my fears or or my life that that Christ went that much further, like that so much further. The one thing I'm thinking of is is bringing bringing our understanding of our relationship with God into our personal everyday life, that he does care, that he does want to be involved in the details, that he is interested. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking these thoughts, you know, growing up in a, like, and if listeners have, you know, you grow up in the church, you do all the right religious things. You go to church on Sunday. We go to Good Friday. We have communion. We get up on Sunday. We celebrate. Like We do all the things in our, our religious calendars. Um, but have we have we opened the door to Christ coming to into those places that maybe we've never had him come before? So into our bank account, into our, I'm struggling to love my husband. Have we ever asked him? Have we ever waited before him and wept and lamented and said, this is really hard and waited there until he responds with his presence? And I just, I mean, that's a whole, like, we can talk about this love and foundation, but I, I'm using my hands and they can see me. I, I want I don't want it to be up here anymore where that's this unreachable God. I if he is that personal with Christ, he will be that personal with mm-hmm. me. So how do we do that? How do we invite him into our finances so that that those things that we might 
we might think are a sacrifice, like, okay, I can no longer go do entertainment or I can't do this or that because I, I need to pay down my debt and I know that's important. They feel like sacrifices. They feel hard because we've just been doing what we wanted, but now we're getting like, oh, I really should make those decisions. How do we invite God into the, that place? Well, I, I would say that um, I think the first thing is just acknowledging it before the Lord, saying, Father, I have a hard time in this area here. And, and then just saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I know there's another way and you are teaching me about that. But I'm inviting you into that place. I'm inviting you. And that's, I think, the, the, the grace and the love of Jesus, that he's willing to come into the midst of our mess and our circumstances, uh, whether that's a, a marriage that is shaky or finances, incredible debt load or facing bankruptcy, all those kinds of things. If we invite the Lord into that place, he'll meet us there. And that he'll help us to begin to walk it out and to make decision. The key is that we continue to lean into it. It's not like, okay, Lord, help me here. And then we kind of go off and do our own thing again. But it's that constant saying, help. Because I, I, I think that's just as important prayer to his heart. is just acknowledging, Lord, we can't do it apart with you. Yeah, and I, I think that speaks to surrender, right? In a sense of... You know, we, we see Christ surrendering himself, glory to earth, but also here at, at the at, at the Garden of Gethsemane saying, again, not my will, but yours be done. There's that surrender. And, and so we often, and, and you know, in personal experience, we, we come to the end of ourselves. We come to the end of our bank account. We come to the end of our finances and, and we go, okay, Lord, I'm going to surrender. And, and our encouragement, my encouragement today is, is, you know, let's surrender to the Christ that loves us. Let's surrender to the God that cares immensely for us. And we, th- there's freedom to surrender to that. And then, of course, that, as you said, Ray, you know, that does lead us to repentance. It does lead us to confession. It does lead us to say, I'm sorry, I screwed this up so many times before, uh, Lord, Help me to walk in a new way in the area of my finances. Help me to to make different decisions than I've made in the past in the area of, of finances. Uh, help me to to run into people or talk to people who who are going to lead me in your way, uh, because we know the Lord uses the people around us, the community around us, to 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 lead us and guide us. And so, you know, all of those things certainly happen. Uh, but but the surrender you know, as we all know, is, is probably the most difficult. We, we resist surrender so much, don't we, you know? I think surrender then is a part of that sacrifice that mm-hmm. leads to freedom. So um, I keep thinking of this quote um, through the recording of this um, that you love that comes from way back, but Thomas Jefferson used mm-hmm. it, one of the presidents of the United States, that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So it just takes our constant attention to stay in that place. It's like gardening. You know, you you attain a certain freedom, you receive that freedom, the flowers are growing, but there are weeds that come up to threaten, to choke. And 
it would be nice if we could just, oh, good, the flower's growing. I don't ever have to look at it again. But that's not the way it is with finances in particular. You're always having to take care of those things. Yeah. Just like the weeds. Yeah. It's a great, great metaphor. You just always have to pull the weeds. Like, <laughs> get used to that, right? You have to so. water it and you have to fertilize it. If you want it all to grow into their maturity of the plants, We've got to do the same thing in our lives. We've got to be nurturing what it is the Lord is developing within us and new understanding, new beliefs, new habits. Um, I mean, they take time always to continue to develop. We all know that, you know, to start a new habit, you've got to do it constantly six weeks in a row, I think they say. So um, how much more in an area where we all kind of struggle uh, to walk into those things that Lord would love for us to be walking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I mean, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff right here. I mean, I'm almost like, okay, I think that's, that's enough of a meal for today. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to leave early, but no, we're not going to do that. But uh, wow. Like th- that's profound. Right? So as you sacrifice and surrender or as you surrender and, and you know that in your finances, there's some shifting that you have to do, in, in the practical, you have to create those habits, like you just said, but I love that word nurture, you want to nurture. So if we frame our thinking around, we're going to nurture what God is doing in us, instead of thinking, Oh, man, I got to tackle these five habits, or else I'm not going to be financially healthy. Well, if we have that, no, I'm going to nurture what God is doing. And it's kind of like having a baby, you know, when you, when you, we've had five of them in our arms and you, you nurture them, you, you hold them, you take care of it. It's something precious, something, you know, the Lord is using that word more with me, that sacred space, the sacred place. Mm. He, he, we, we, when we are inviting him in and he comes or when he, we respond to his invitation to us, we are entering the sacred holy space and it's, it's, we look at it and say, it's just messy, but for him, he's like, no, I'm here. You're on holy ground. Come, come in and let me help. Let me, let me walk with you in this and I'll show you how we can nurture together, how I'm giving this to you and you're going to nurture what I'm giving. So if it means you have to say no, I know this is really silly and practical maybe, but you're saying no to Tim Hortons for the next six weeks because you're going to make your coffee at home. because mm-hmm. You're going to save 20 bucks a week by not going to Tim Hortons. Well, then you're going to do it and you're going to and you're going to practice it and you're going to think about it as nurturing something, something holy God wants to do in your life. Like to me, that just changes the whole perspective than just oh, I got to I got to do this because I'm supposed to so I can pay down debt. It's a it's I mean, I'm a words person, so I like that better. Nurture is way better. If you say nurture this Reb, I'll probably respond better to you financially. So it, is that is that a little bit like the carrot versus the stick, right? You know, like Reb responds better to the to the carrot or, than than yeah, the stick. Yeah, I do. Yes, yeah. 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 I, th- I think we all do. Uh, to be honest, I think we all you know put that in front of us and say you know if I can keep keep a focus on on in a sense the benefit, um, uh, you know, then I can then it makes the journey that much easier. But uh, recognizing and and I love the way that you put that. Um, there is a nurturing that goes on. There is a constant tending that mm-hmm. needs to happen when we're talking about money. Uh, 
because if you make it and you spend it, you, you have to nurture it. Maybe that's a new Daveism we can put out there. Oh, that's Ray. Uh, Sorry, oh, we're going to okay. we'll call it Ray's word, nurture. <laughs> <laughs> we want to, you know, give credit where credit's due. Um, but we did want to talk just for a minute, and Ray, maybe you can help explain this. Um, there is one thing that um, we've been learning, Dave and I have been learning um, about the sacrifice of praise. So in the midst, so we're talking about sacrifice, surrender, nurture, um, but in the midst of a financial hardship, um, you know, the Lord, his word doesn't change. So in COVID, his word is still true. His word says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, you know, we're to praise the Lord for who he is. How I think we were mentioning here because I think that's a, a really practical thing to lift us out of our circumstances and put us in a higher place with with understanding who the Lord is. So how how can we do that and how does that help us in our financial journey? Well, you know, one of the things, if you look in the Psalms, I, I love the Psalms because I feel like David was got honest before the Lord and just mm. spoke whatever was in his head, in his heart, and he spoke it out. But he also knew that there were times where he couldn't stay there in his emotions or his thoughts. But he actually lifted up his voice and just began to praise the Lord, not because of his hand or what he could give him, but simply who God was and to bless him and to say thank you, to worship him. And I find that sometimes those are the times when it actually takes us off our eyes off of circumstances or the ugliness of our own heart or our mess. Uh, and our worry and anxiety and just beginning to focus on him, it begins to give a different perspective. And the amazing thing sometimes is he can actually interrupt our thinking and actually bring new thoughts and a new perspective mm -hmm. we've never even understood or seen before in his goodness and his love, which is quite astounding. And I think he did that with David, and I've experienced it in my own life. And so practically, I know there are times when I'm pretty discouraged. I make a choice to just praise the Lord because of who he is. He loves me that much. He's not going to leave me here in the midst of it. As we said, if he, we invite him in, he's going to meet us there. But praising him just for who he is. Mm -hmm. and, and if I'm hearing you right, doing it out loud, right? Like, you know, sometimes we we take that. And, and especially in an area where maybe we're struggling or maybe we're, we don't want to be in the community quite yet of believers to do that as a corporate thing, but just to say, okay, even in the quietness of my financial date, even in the quietness of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and, and asking the Lord these questions of what do I do practically? What do I sacrifice? What do, you know, how do I make more money? How do I spend less money? But then to, to again, come to, well, then I need to out loud say, thank you, Lord. And and again, maybe that's a focus on what you already have. Maybe it's a focus on the wisdom you've just, just received, like, you know, but to, to actually out loud begin to, to thank the Lord uh, for the things that, that you see where he's at work. And maybe you're thanking him for, boy, this is a hard time. And I know that during the hard times, that actually is going to create something good in me, in my heart. So it's, not downgrading the hardness, but saying, well, mm -hmm. thank you, Lord, for the hard time, because we need those two to grow. We need those two to make change, right? So um, just so, so if you 
if you're a journaler, yes, we have one minute left. So I'm going to say this quickly. If you like to write things down, write down that worry mm -hmm. and then ask the Lord who he is over that worry. Is mm -hmm. the provider, the one who cares, the one who loves, the one who has brought you thus far, like the Ebenezer stone in the Old Testament. The Lord has brought us thus far. And um, Lord, I, I guess I'll just move right into prayer and praise you. Praise you for this um, day that Jesus gave to us, mm. where he, he gave all he had for us. Mm. And he is now seated at your right hand, making intercession for us. And for this, we give you praise. And I pray that we all would keep inviting you into the daily flow of our lives and see the sacred space that you're giving us with you. In Jesus' name. Well, thanks so much, Ray, for joining us again this week. And we so appreciate the conversation with you. Great to be with you again. All right. And uh, we, we thank you for listening in, you the listener. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.